God, thank you for this time we can spend together. And Lord God, I invite, we invite the Holy Spirit to be with us this morning. Open up our hearts. Open up our minds. Prepare us for what you're going to say to us and do in our lives. We pray these things in Jesus' precious and holy name. Amen. In Acts chapter 4 and verse 31, it says this. After they prayed, listen to these words. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. All the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of his possessions was their own. And they shared everything they had. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And, and God's grace was so powerfully at work in them all that there were no needy persons among them. That's what we're talking about. That's incredible. When you begin to pray, when you begin to open up your heart, God can do miraculous things. And, and that's the expectation that we have for this morning, that God is going to do something miraculous in people's lives. We've been in a series called What If? What if? We said that those two words, when they're combined alone, what if? No big deal. But when those two words are combined, they are powerful. They are dynamic. They can change our lives. They inspire us to dream amazing dreams and have incredible visions. What if? What if? What if I? It's amazing you put those words together. But I was thinking about it this past, about two weeks ago. I started thinking, you know what? Those two words can also cause fear and worry in our lives. What if? Right? You start like, what if? We love, I think every human being just about loves to play that, that, that what if scenario, those what if scenarios in their minds. And we don't, when we play the what if scenarios, what if this or what if that, we play these scenarios in our minds and we usually don't come up with positive things. We come up with negative things. We come with like worst case scenarios, uh, the worst that we can imagine. And what is it, when does it usually happen, right? When you're laying in bed three, four or five in the morning. And you're laying there, can't do anything about it. All these thoughts come to your mind. Satan just brings all these thoughts to your mind. And you lay there and you pretty much worry about What if this? What if that? And we do that. What if I fail that test? Now I, I messed someone up because it's tomorrow's Monday and they didn't study. But what if, I, what if I fail that test, right? What if I don't get in that university that I've wanted to get in? I've had that poster on my wall for all these years. What if I don't get in that university? What if she says no? Not just to a marriage proposal, but, you know, with prom and all these different things. You know, what, what if she says no? He goes through that scenario. What if I don't reach my goals? What if, I don't, what if I'm able to reach my goals? What if, what if I lose my job? I hear there's a shakeup in the company, and so you start hearing murmurings of different things, and you start thinking, what if, what if? What if I lose my job? And if I lose my job, what if and what if and all this? What if, what if the doctor says, fill in the blank? We have all these what-if scenarios running through our minds. And so looking at the book of Acts and also other scriptures, I want to face those negative what-ifs with another set of positive what-ifs. So I want to face the negative what-ifs that I just kind of laid out that we get in our minds with positive what-ifs. For example, listen to this. What if this is a season of your life where God truly restored you? What if this was a season of restoration in your life? You see, God loves new beginnings. 
I, that's one of the things I love about being a follower of Jesus Christ. Every day, every moment for a follower of Christ can be a new beginning. You do something, you mess up, you make a mistake, you ask God to forgive you, and it's a new beginning. You get to start all over again. God loves renewal. God loves new beginnings. He loves them when it comes to us as individuals, and he loves them as a, as, as a church as a whole. God loves new beginnings. God loves restoration. God loves renewal. The early church experienced some of this renewal. A couple of different times in the book of Acts, you see this renewal. One of those times was the day of Pentecost, right? Peter is, is preaching, in, it says, in power. So preaching, Peter is preaching with boldness and power. And 3,000 people give their lives to Jesus Christ that day. And we're, the Bible says we're added to the church. 3,000 people, people, Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 41. And then shortly after that, in chapter 4 and verse 4, it talks about that, that you know, they're preaching in power once again. And 5,000 men, it said, were added to the church that day. 5,000 more men. And if it says men, you basically have to multiply that. Can you imagine how many people would have come to Christ because they were preaching boldly? The Holy Spirit was moving. It said that they heard, people heard them in their own language. They were coming from all over the world. They were coming in. And the, and the, and the apostles had the ability to speak in tongues, if you well, in this case, that means they were able to speak in a language that those people could understand. They le- that without learning the language, they knew those, la- those languages and were able to speak. And it amazed people. And 5,000 more people gave their lives to Christ. God loves to move in his church. God loves to add to his church. But he also loves to add to our individual lives. He loves it when he can add something unique and dynamic to your individual life. When he can renew your individual life. When he can restore you. Because that's what God is all about. God, God does, God never, you know, the Bible, it's Christians will say, or churches will say, oh, come as you are. Absolutely. I want you to come as you are. But then the Bible says you come as you are, but don't stay as you are. Right. I, God's saying, I, I created you. I designed you. I gave you your purpose and I'm going to show you what that is. But you can't do that if you stay where you are. So you come as you are right as you are right where you are right now, but you don't stay where you are because I'm going to do something miraculous and amazing in your life. Most of you woke up this morning with the same problems and worries and fears and challenges and issues that you went to bed with last night, right? You probably woke up this morning and they didn't go away. They're they're still there. So, and that's going to happen. We wake up and we have the same problems and concerns and worries as we had the night before. In some ways, honestly, this is just another day. It's just another day in March. Not much different than yesterday. But, But with God, it can it can also be a day filled, listen to this, with new possibilities. See, without God, yep, it's the same as yesterday. You went to bed with all those worries, concerns, issues, problems, fears, whatever. You woke up in the same day. It's just another day, not with God. With God, every day is filled with new possibilities. And God is constantly speaking to us and wanting to give us and, 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 and wants our minds to open up to all those new possibilities. You don't have to be the same person today as you were yesterday. That is the great thing about being a Christian. Don't ever tag a Christian. Don't ever go like, oh, he's or she's, this is the way they are. This is the way they are right now. Give them a year. Give them another four or five years. If you met me 
before I came to Christ, you would be stunned at the person that I am now. If you said to someone who knew me years and years ago and you said, I know this guy, Jeff, and they'd say it couldn't be the same Jeff Greer. Couldn't be. That's not possible. But God is constantly doing something new. God is constantly renewing our lives. He's constantly giving us new opportunities and experiences to grow. That's what God wants to do. So what if, what if in this season of your life, God moved in power? Okay. What if I want hear hear these words. What if in this season of your life, God began to move in power? What if today was the start of something new? I want to share three what ifs with you that God can do in your life. Three what ifs. If you open yourself up that God can do starting this morning. Okay, this you don't have to wait. Starting this morning. These are three what ifs that God can do in your life. What if God restored you? What if God restored you? I love this passage in Joel chapter 2 and verse 25. And it says, I will repay you for the years the locusts have eaten. I will repay you. For things that were stolen from you, things that were taken from you. What if he restored your career? What if he restored those broken relationships that you have with a friend? What if he restored your marriage? What if he restored all those things? What if he began, what if, wait, what if he began the healing process in your life? And what if he could give you the strength and the power the, through, through the resurrection of his son, Jesus Christ, and through the Holy Spirit? What if he could give you the strength right now, the strength to rebuild the life that was taken from you? So many of you have had some really difficult times in your past. People have stolen something from you that did not belong to them. It was taken from you. What if, though, God could give you the strength and the power to take back? To rebuild, to restore, to renew what was taken from you. Think about that. We come and we say, we sing songs about how God, powerful God is, and we, we gave our lives to Christ, and we say things, God can do all things, and, and we, t- we talk about with, with, with God, nothing's impossible with God, but I'm going to tell you something, we don't always live that way. We don't always live that way, and I'm saying, what if, what if? God began that healing process. What if he gave you the strength to rebuild what was taken from you? What if instead of worrying about the loss that you went on in your life and the stress, what if you started to pray? Instead of worrying, what if you spent more time praying than worrying? In Acts chapter 4 and verse 31, it says they prayed and the power of God came upon that place and it was shaken. It was shaken. What if he begins to shake you inside? He shakes, starts shaking things up in your life. What if you started praying instead of worrying and stressing, but started getting on your knees and praying that God would move in power in your life? What if you replaced the fear of the future with faith in God? What if you replaced tension, the tension that you feel, right, with trust? Trusting in him that he has things in control and that if you give your life to him, if you give those things to him that he, you know, I'm going to explain something very quickly to you. You're laying in bed at three or four or five in the morning. and A lot of you are saying, yep, that's me. You wake up for some reason. Boom. At that same time, you start to worry. Here's what you can do. Before you go to bed, what you usually do is Satan says, don't try, don't try not to think about them. Don't think about them. You won't be able to get to sleep. Think about them. Bring them all to mind. Okay. All of the worries. Think of everything you could possibly worry about before you go to sleep. 
each one of those things, you give it over to Christ. You say, Lord, I, don't, I really can't do anything about these right now. I know that you can, working through me, we can do it together, but I have to give this to you. I want to give it over. I want to turn it over to you. I want to lay it at the foot of the cross. I just want, Lord, I want, and you bring it up and you pray about it and you give it to him. And think of all those things. I do that because I, I was getting up. I was thinking I wake up at four or five in the morning. I have all these things in my mind that I have to do. I have to worry about it. I'd be concerned about started praying about it. Boop, sleeping right through the night. What if you started praying instead of worrying and being concerned? What if you started giving over to God and trusting him instead of being all tense and concerned? What if you allowed him? Listen, what if you allowed him to show you what he's capable of doing in your life? Come on. What if you allowed him to show you? What if you just open up and say, Lord, you know, I'm going to lay it on the line. I'm going to allow you to show me what you're capable of doing in my life. Each week, each week, I want to do a what if moment. And this morning I asked Brad Smithberger to come up and share his what if moment. So, Brad, where are you? Come on up, buddy. I want I want Brad to kind of share that what if moment that he had in his life. Brad is in our seven o'clock men's Bible study and uh, he was sharing his testimony. And I said, this is a while back. And I said, Brad, at some point you have to share this with the with the body. It's hard sometimes because people get nervous and they don't want to share. But you you you're not nervous at all. You might you might be on the inside experience. Yeah, you're not showing it on the outside. But um, you told me in in not so many words, but you said that you had that what if moment. What if I started going to church and then what if I truly followed after Christ. So tell us about that. Yes. Uh, so 2011, uh, my wife, Charlena, and I, um, we discussed it, and we were going to get a divorce in 2011. And uh, we brought it up to our children, which was a very difficult time. Um, it was probably the hardest thing we've ever done. And then, um, so we're just going through the motions. We were separated, uh, living in two different houses, um, uh, the paperwork was taken care was was done um, and like by September we had a court date December late December and um, so in backing up a little bit I mean um, Caitlin was going to Veritas my daughter was going to Veritas um, it was a youth church group at and they met in the, in the evenings on Sunday evenings. And then she brought it up one day when we were separated and lived in different houses. She goes, Dad, won't you, uh, I'd like for you to come to church with me. I'd like to start going on Sunday mornings. Would you go? I said, sure. Um, so we started, me and her started going. And um, let's see, that was probably about the summer of 2011. And then uh, Jeff um, had a series called Follow the Leader. Basically, you know, leading your life like Jesus Christ. And it touched me um, deeply. And uh, over time, um, I started thinking about this divorce and everything. And at Thanksgiving time, the Holy Spirit spoke to me, and it just said, "This is not right. We got to, you know, this is, we've got to turn things around." And that's when I asked Charlena to come back and let's work this out. She agreed. December. 30th or whatever it was, the court date, we met the court, we told the judge it's not going to happen, and paperwork was thrown away, and we started our life again. And three, three what-ifs, it was huge to me, was what if I went to church? You know, my daughter invited me and started going to church. The second one was what if I lived by the word that God gives us in the Bible? 
And the third thing was follow the leader, like his series, and be more like Jesus Christ. And it's worked out very well. <laughs> Love my wife very much. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you. See, that, that's what I'm talking about. You, know, you can get up here and, and, and you can talk and talk and talk. But when, when you hear things like that and how God has truly moved in people's lives and how there's... I mean, when he said, when he told the testimony and then recently he said, oh, yeah, the, we had paperwork all done and we had a court date. And I'm like, are you kidding? And they went to court and said, well, now we're, you know, moving on. Uh, see, God, God can restore what the locusts have eaten. God can restore... God can give back. God can give back what was taken from you. God can fix the things that are going on in your life. God can restore relationships. God can restore jobs. God can restore. He can restore. That's what he's good at doing. God is great at restoration. He's amazing at restoring us. Second, what if? What if God renewed you? What if God renewed you? See, there are those in this room, right? You've come and you have a relationship with Christ, but your faith has grown cold. Okay, it's okay to admit it. This morning is a time for admitting it, all right? Your, your faith has grown cold. The passion is gone. The fire has burnt out. Revelation talks about Revelation chapter 2, verses 2 through 4 says, I know your deeds, your hard work and your perseverance. I know that you cannot tolerate wicked people, that you have, been, you have tested those who claim to be apostles but are not and have found them false. You have persevered and have endured hardships from my name and have not grown weary. Yet I hold this against you. Listen to this. I hold this against you. You have forsaken the love you had at first. You have stood for Christ. No one will doubt that. Okay, you have stood up for Jesus Christ. You have, you have persevered, but you've lost your first love. You have, you have lost that zeal, that chutzpah, that, that passion, whatever you want to call it. You've lost that. But what if, what if this might be the day? What if this was the day that God rekindled that passion, that zeal, that fire that you once had for him? What if today is that day? Why is not today that not, today could be that day for you? What if God began to rekindle that passion, that zeal that you once had when you first gave your life to Christ and you had, you couldn't wait to open up your Bible and learn more about him. You couldn't wait to pray. You couldn't wait to talk about him and tell other people all the things that you experienced through the Holy Spirit. You couldn't wait to do those things. And what if God began to rekindle that fire and passion that you once had for him, you think, well, how can that, how can that be? Well, how can I get that back? Well, Revelation chapter 2 and verse 5 tells us, says, Consider how far you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. If you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. He says, repent and do the things you did at first. Repent. Re- repent means to, to pay, basically to turn around. To be sorry for what you've done, hate it, and stop it. Move forward. It, you know, you, you come in here and people think, oh, you, you don't get it. I've done this and I've fallen so far this way. And I'm going to keep saying this our whole lives together as a church. I don't care how far away. If God is back here and you're figuring, you thought, man, I walk so far away from God. I just keep walking so far away. You're so far away from God. You just keep on walking. But here's the cool thing. The moment you repent and the moment you turn around, he's right there. He's right there because he never left you. You left him. 
but he never left you. And he's just waiting for you to give your life back to him, to repent. So it says, it says in Revelation 2, 5, consider how far you have fallen. Consider how far I could walk around the room a hundred thousand million times. The moment I turn around, bam, he's right in your face. Good to see you again. Good to have you back. Repent, it says. Repent and do the things you did at first. See, today can be the day that you repent and you can renew that intimate relationship that you once had with God, that intimate relationship you once had with Jesus Christ. Today could be the day that he sets your heart on fire once again, that he gives you that zeal once again, that you get back that chutzpah once again, that you get back that passion once again. Today, today, what if today was that day? God can do that. God can do that. In Psalm 86, 5, it says, You, Lord, are forgiving and good, abounding in love to all who call on you. See, I want you to do something. I want you to bow your heads with me. Bow your heads with me. And I want you to open up your heart and just take a moment to ask God to renew your spiritual walk. That's what I want you to do. I want you to just take a moment And I want you to ask God to renew your spiritual walk. Say, God, put it back the way it was. Or if it never was that way, you're saying, I don't know what you're talking about. Then, Lord, set me on fire. Set me on fire. Set us on fire, Lord, for you. Set us on fire for you in Jesus' name. Amen. Number three, listen to this. What if he redeemed you? Some of you have been coming here week after week after week. You have. You've been coming week after week, and you've never given your life to Christ. I, you know, I, I was thinking about this week, and I thought, you know what people are doing? They're dabbling, but they're not deciding. You haven't decided to truly follow. Brad brought that up. He said, I, you know, follow the leader. You have not decided to follow the leader. You're coming in. You kind of, you know, you, you kind of like some of the things I say. And so you keep coming back. And the band's really good. And so the music's not, you know, so you keep coming back. But you're dabbling. You know, you're dabbling. But you have not decided. You have not made a decision for Jesus Christ. Today can be that day. What if, what if today was that day that you made Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of your life? Some people love it to be, he's a Savior, okay? But this whole Lordship idea where he is in control of your life. Hey, honestly, okay, if you're so great at being in control of your life, how's it going so far with all the things that you're going through? Jesus is saying, I don't want just want to be Savior. I want to be the Lord of your life. And the Bible says, if you come to him, if you come to him, he will never turn you away. Never turn you away. John 3.16, listen to these words. I don't care if you've heard them before. John 3.16 says, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. That whosoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. You will have eternal life. Jesus really did come to earth. He was a real person, okay? Fully God and fully man. He really did die on a cross. He really did raise from the dead. And if you have any question about that, I would love to sit down intellectually with you and walk you through that. You say, oh, it's all by faith. I beg to differ. It is by faith. But so is everything else in the world. Everything is we take by faith. 
And I'm saying to you, if you have any issue with that whatsoever, I would love to sit down and walk you through all of your questions. The Bible is true. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. In John chapter 6 and verse 37, it says, all those the father has given me will come to me. And if they come to me, I will never drive them away. I will never drive them away. If you come to him, he will receive you. He loves you. He created you and he wants you to be his child. He'll never drive you away. Romans 10, 9 says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. And some of you are saying, man, this sounds too easy. All I have to do is accept it. It's a gift. It's a gift. All you have to do is say, thank you very much, God. It's God's free gift to you. You say, well, that doesn't make any sense. My other church said you have to work for it. I came from a religious background that says you have to work. You have to go do this and go do that. That is not true. For it is by grace you have been saved. By grace. Through faith. It is not of yourselves. It is a gift of God so that no one can boast. You will not go to heaven and say, I'm here because of how good I was or how much I worked or how much I did. That is not what it's all about. It is by grace that you have been saved. Through faith. And then Romans chapter 10 and verse 13 says, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Today could be that day that you call on his name. I want you to bow your heads with me. And I truly want to invent, invite the spirit of God in this place once again. And I want us to open up our minds and I want us to open up our hearts. And if God has been calling your heart this morning, if God has been calling your heart over the last few months or weeks or years, but this morning it's finally making sense to you, I want you to answer him. If you want him to be the Lord of your life, I want you to pray this simple prayer with me. The prayer is not what has the power. It is what you're saying in your heart. It's the heart. The, it's the desire to surrender your life to Christ. But if you, want to, if you want him to be Lord of your life and Savior of life, I want you to pray this simple prayer with me. God, you don't have to pray it out loud, just say it to yourself. God, I thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ, into the world to redeem me. Thank you for buying me back. My sin separated me from you. And I don't need a pastor and I don't need a Bible to tell me I'm a sinner. But it separated me from you. Thank you for buying me back. This morning I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. And I believe in my heart that you have raised him from the dead. So that I could have a relationship with you. An intimate relationship with a living God. Forgive me for my sin. God, I ask that you would fill me with your Holy Spirit. That you would show me my gifts and my talents and my purpose in this life. I ask that you would adopt me into your family. That I would no longer just be your creation. But now I would be your child. I love you. I love you, God.
And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning, we had the baptismal set up because we had one person being baptized in the first service. But this week, I thought to myself, you know what? Um, I just want the spirit to move in this place the way the spirit chooses to move. So I'm totally fine with whatever happens in the first service. One person got baptized because they planned on it. And then four others got baptized because they had given their lives to Christ and they just felt the Holy Spirit moving them to get baptized right at that moment. And they didn't get baptized in their clothes because we thought ahead. We have shorts and we have towels and we have big T-shirts and we have all the stuff that you'll need. And so Pastor Kevin is ready over here and Adele's right next to him and she's ready too. So if you would like to get baptized this morning, if you, if you feel like, you know, I need my life renewed, I need my life restored and I have been redeemed and I want to be baptized this morning. If you want to be baptized this morning, we're going to be playing up here and what I'm going to have everyone do, I want to have everyone get out of their seats and we're going to end up when we start to play, we're going to end up up front together as a church. And I want to sing so loud that people outside can hear us. One person said they were coming in. They could hear us from, they could hear us from down, the, down, you know, across the parking lot. I want to sing, okay? I want to open up our hearts and allow the Holy Spirit to move. If you would like to be baptized, Adele will take you back there. She'll take you to the bathroom out here. Give you all that you need, okay? And you can get baptized this morning. That's totally up to you as the Spirit leads in your heart. But let me tell you one thing. Don't allow fear to stop you. Pastor Kevin's going to ask one simple question. Do you know Jesus Christ is your personal Lord and Savior? And your only answer has to be yes. That's all you have to say. Do not let fear stop you. I'm going to pray once again, and then we're going to sing this song. And when the song begins, I'd like you to move from where you are, and I'd like you to come up front. And if you'd like to be baptized, you go with Adele, and we'll just keep the service going. It went about 15 minutes over. If you need to leave, it's okay, but I'm not going to stop the service. I'm not going to stop the service due to time. I'm going to stop the service when the Spirit says to stop the service. Okay? So I know it's in our culture now, it's like bing, bing, bing. But it's not going to happen. This morning, it's not going to happen. Okay? We're going to let the spirit move. Let's bow our heads in a word of prayer. God, thank you. Thank you for your renewal in our lives. Thank you, Lord God, that you can give us the strength. If we pray, your spirit comes in power and you can shake our lives. That's what we're praying. We want our lives shaken to the core. We want to be renewed. We want to be restored. Lord God. We pray that Satan, that this world would no longer have a grip on our lives, that we would no longer be living out the lies that we've been told all of our lives, that we are unworthy, that something's wrong with us, that we're not good enough. Whatever those lies were, Lord God, I pray, Lord God, then today that you would renew our minds, you restore our lives, that you give us the strength that we need to take back what you have given to us, what rightfully belongs to us. You would t- we would take back our birthright as joint heirs with Jesus Christ. We are your children. And greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And I pray this morning, Lord God, that you, through your Holy Spirit, would help us to leave this place different people than when we came in. That we would truly be renewed. We would truly be restored. And that some of us would truly be redeemed. And express that, Lord God. So as we sing this song, let us blow the roof off this place 
because we love you and we trust you. Lord, we're tired of getting pushed around by the enemy. It's time to do a little pushing of our own. Not through our own power, but through your power, through the resurrection of your son, Jesus Christ. It's time for us to regain what belongs to us because you have given it to us. We pray these things in the power of your son, Jesus Christ. No power is greater and it lives in each one of us. Amen. All right, let's stand.